anyway, I had to go to county lockup 30 days and I got out and my friends, like any good military friend should do, um, said, you want to like pay rent or get food? No, let's throw a party and invite whores and, and have a gangbang. All right. So I don't have a fancy intro. Uh, Ken's better at that. However, I wanted to steal one of Ken's ideas and make kind of a short episode, um, kind of a quick hitter. And, you know, I thought that when he did it on the historical aspect, um, it really turned out good. I thought there was, he doesn't enjoy it, but I don't think anybody fucking enjoys hearing themselves speak. But I thought there was good information in there. I thought he did a good job. And I thought it was a way for Four for the Road to connect with all five of our listeners and have a little bit more content, uh, a way to put it out. Uh, maybe a little bit faster than trying to get everybody to record at one time and, and be on the same schedule. That shit's fucking frustrating. I feel like every male in the world now has a podcast, so y'all can understand that sometimes when you're trying to coordinate schedules or especially if you're doing it virtually, trying to get everybody together is a pain in the ass. So maybe we have a thing here if it hits and people like it uh, as a way to increase content and, and to have more content out there. But one thing I want to talk about that I thought was applicable to the MC community, the biker community really as a whole, I guess, uh, is loss. Burying one of our own or losing one of our own, I think is something that we all go through. You're going to experience it. It's not a matter of, of if, it's, it's a matter of when, if you ride motorcycles long enough. I'm sure absolutely everybody that follows Four for the Road probably has a story about losing somebody and not just somebody that they knew somebody that they were fucking close with. It's an unfortunate part of motorcycles. You are, you know, a few feet off the ground traveling at, if we have cops listening the speed limit, but probably not, uh, you know, it's just, it's some unattentive drivers, our own fuck ups, just pure bad luck, animals in the room, whatever. The, so many fucking things can happen that everybody has a story of somebody that they lost. It's not unique to just one person. And so I thought it was a topic worth talking just briefly about. Anybody that follows Four for the Road um, Instagram, anybody that follows my personal Instagram, you know, yesterday uh, we lost somebody. My, my area, um, the nation that I was under, you know, the club that I came up under, uh, they lost, we lost somebody that was immensely close to, to all of us. Uh, I'm actually, I restarted this thing about three fucking times cause I didn't like how it was coming out. Um, but one of the things I said earlier, actually I got like 20 fucking minutes of content right now, but only about two of it's usable. Uh, one of the things I said earlier though, is, is that it does sound cliche to, to, you know, you post up your, your memorial stuff and I'm not, for all the bad things that are with social media, I love the fact that we can almost immortalize, not just memorialize, but immortalize people that we lose because it's a place to put their memory, hopefully forever. I mean, platforms change and whatnot, but they say the internet's forever. And, and that's one thing that I love about that. But, you know, back to the thing I was saying, it sounds cliche to post and, and talk about this person was a shirt off their back type person. And I posted, that. I posted some other stuff, but I did, I use that quote and I said, it sounds corny, but it's a hundred percent fucking true. And, you know, I think you as a, if you're a good person or, or um, what's the word introspective, 
I don't think anybody wants to be a cheese dick. Nobody wants to take a tragedy and make it about them. And I think that you walk, you consider that when you're making a statement or posting about something or, or remembering somebody, you know, you want to honor them and you want to cherish them and you want to, I guess, share your grief with those that are grieving with you or, or let the fucking let the whole world know what that person meant to to so many people. You want to do that, but at the same time, none of us or most of us that are good people don't want to make it about like, hey, look at me, look at me. You know, it's like you're just you're thinking about that. I know I was like, how do I say fuck, dude? This is such a hard loss, and we miss this guy so fucking much. But at the same time, it's not look at me. It's look at him, and then look what he made better around him. And we can all relate to. That. I didn't have to name drop his club or you know what his name was or anything like that like i said earlier we've all if we're riding and been riding for a minute or two we've all experienced loss and you know i I just i struggled with should i even make this this episode like is this fucking cheesy maybe it is i'm i don't know but four for the road has a platform four for the road has so many different people that are amazing and contribute to it and write in and, and, and all this stuff that maybe we can take a topic like loss, like losing a brother, put out a quick episode and make it generalized enough that it resonates with more than just those of us that are experiencing the loss we felt here the other day. You know, it, exp- it can be something that resonates for everybody that's that's experienced loss. Again, using a, a social media platform to create a fucking podcast to try and memorialize somebody. I am very much aware how that can seem like you are trying to say, fucking look at me, look at me, look at me. And so I'm trying to walk. Uh, I think this is going to kind of come out a little bit disjointed and discombobulated because I really am trying to walk that line of, of putting words together that don't make it selfish um, uh, or attention to me and what we're going through, but to help everybody understand it. Because one thing that I really love about the MC community is the way that we kind of honor our debt and, and those that have left us. I don't belong to any of the organizations. I don't belong to a book club. I don't drive a fucking Jeep and whatever those people call themselves. I don't have a salt life sticker. I can't speak on what those organizations do, but I'm fairly confident or at least willing to bet that there's not a ton of organizations out there that put the pageantry. And I don't mean that in a, in a condescending way that, that put the pageantry, the tradition, the, you know, each club might have its own, special way that it remembers it's fallen or, or buries them or things that happened graveside and, and all these kind of different things, these nuances that go into not only how we give last rides and how we do memorials and how we do burials and anniversaries of gone, but not forgotten parties and things like that. It's just so unique. Um, maybe in the military, obviously so much of motorcycle culture we've covered has, you know, comes from the military stems from the military. Get that. But you know, I think outside of the military uh, or military type structured organizations, et cetera, there's not a, a ton of places men can go and you find this kind of tradition and honor bound rites of passage that happen uh, when we lose somebody. 
like I said, growing, growing men that whether we all are or not, we all believe that we're fucking super tough guys and we're these, these stoic, you know, everybody that kind of sees them as that stoic, complicated, you know, good hero type thing. Let's get, all right, it's, it's cheesy, but let's be honest. Like, dudes, we want to see ourselves like that, whether it's fucking true or not. And to see these type of men and the way that we express our feelings, it's fucking beautiful when we lose somebody or, or any circumstance that, that brings us together. Like, we really do. You rally around the family. You rally around your brother. You rally around maybe the the MC community as a whole and, and things like that. And we we try to pick each other up and pick the family of in times of just absolute tragedy and grief. And again, I, I don't know where else in the, in the civilian side, at least where where you find that. And and I think that's a part that brings people to motorcycle clubs. We can all talk about the brotherhood and all those other kind of $5 words that people like to use when describing what brought them to, to the motorcycle club life or just the bike community or whatever, but kind of some of our rituals, our traditions, and especially the way that we honor those that we lose. I think that's, that's for lack of a better term, it's enticing. Like who doesn't want to be remembered like that? Like you can die, waste away, people come whatever but when you're in the motorcycle community there's you're gonna probably gonna get a pretty badass send off you're probably gonna get a pretty big memorial party your last ride is probably gonna have a big old pack of bikes there's probably gonna be some hilarious fucking stories that you wish never got out they're gonna be told at your graveside there's gonna be brothers that take the shovel and and put dirt on your own grave some folks they even ride a motorcycle over when it's when it's done and stuff like that still some have a gun salute you know some all kind you know you get buried with memorials and trinkets and, and things that meant shit to you and your brothers and the club that's just not happening when you have um at your local what, uh, golf clubhouse it's just not happening there and so i think that's something that brings people in and and i think that you know for those of us that are dealing with the loss, it's important to remember that. It's important that no matter what we're feeling and how shitty the feeling that we still find the, oh God, what's the fuck? What's the right word? Uh, is energy the right word? Motivation, whatever, like, like through the grief, finding the time, the energy and the motivation to still properly send off that brother. And I'm not saying that anybody would, would, you know, do anything less. I'm just saying that sometimes, you know, you can, that dark cloud hangs over you. I get it. I'm there. You don't want to go to this. You don't want to ride here, but you really kind of have to pick yourself up and do it because they would do it for you. And to summarize that, that fucking rant, I, I just think it's a beautiful thing. And I think it's something that you can't find in a lot of places. And Maybe that's the scary part about dying is that you won't be here. I guess whatever you believe, you believe. And so, you know, maybe you think you'll, you'll be here. I don't know. But I'm kind of sad that I won't be here to hear the stories that people tell, which is why I put them on a podcast before. <laughs> so I want to make sure that I give you guys good fucking material for when I do kick the bucket. And, you know, I hope uh, my kids are at least old enough to laugh at a, uh, at a tranny in a Korean bar joke or you know, 
the one kid that they can laugh at a gang. <laughs> I suppose your mom probably won't come to that funeral, but you know, that's again, that's just the kind of thing that I think only, I guess I shouldn't say only, I hate to be exclusive like that or, you know, it could be more inclusive, but you know, those are just the kind of stories I think that we share amongst brothers. And I think something that makes club life fucking beautiful. I know I've used that word about a hundred times now, but it just, it rings true. And if you take nothing else away from this rambling of an episode, I hope you think about not only cherishing the time that you have with those, with your brothers, but you know, the stories that you're going to leave behind, they don't, they don't all have to be gangbang and, and tranny stories, but you know, what kind of, what do you want people to say about it? you're forming that legacy I don't know, is that too cliche of a word? Legacy? I don't know. But you're forming that right now with the moments that you take with your brothers. Every dinner, phone call, text, beer, ride, whatever. That's forming the stories that people are going to tell about you. You know, for for my dude that, that we just lost, you know, I'm thinking about all the stories with him. Uh, I'd say his, his road name... His road name was Skinny, and God, did it, did it fucking fit? I'm pretty sure that, and he wasn't, he wasn't short. He was tall, which is probably why he was so fucking skinny. But I'm pretty sure that him and my nine year old had the same size arms. <laughs> Just a, a, a skinny bag of bones. But man, he was just a fucking whiz of a mechanic. Like, I mean, he could just work on a bike. Like, well, first of all, I'm a shitty ass mechanic, so I don't know if my scale of who's a good mechanic and who isn't is, is the right one to go by. But man, he I was always in awe of the things that he could do working on a bike. And and I'll be honest with you, I fucking hate bike, mate. I can change the oil, you know. I just I want to ride. I'm one of those dudes like I like the destination and I like the ride, but I'm not big into the mechanics of it. Shoot me, right? You're fucking lying if you say everybody there aren't other people like me. I, if you need me to change your oil, I got you. You know, if you need me to, you know, fucking a bolt came loose. Yeah, don't don't fucking call me. But my dude's skin, he was the exact opposite. He, I mean, it's just the way his brain worked. It was just like, it was like art. It was like art watching him work on a bike. And, you know, we had this one dude, this one brother that I love. I love him to death. But man, the way he... Uh, you know, the way he rides his motorcycle is almost like just, I don't know what to, how to describe. It's like watching American Gladiators. Some of you may not remember American Gladiators, but I mean, it was, he puts his bike through the paces. And, you know, like he would take it back to Skitty and he'd be like, hey man, I broke the bike again. And Skitty put the bike, you know, whatever, drunk that he put it back together. He'd fix it. He makes it run. He'd be like, all right. Now, what, let's just say this guy's name was, the other guy's name was Mike. All right, Mike, whatever you do, don't fucking ride like Mike. And Mike would ride like fucking Mike. And sure as shit, he'd be back and skinny shot. Hey, man, fucking broke the bike again. Uh, and and sure enough, skinny get it back on the road again. And, you know, we all have brothers like that. And we're all, like I said, just forming those stories. And, and But, you know, not just telling these, these mechanic stories or whatever, because you're probably like, yeah, okay, whatever, big deal. You know, it was just, you know, 
just thinking about my dude. You know, he <laughs> he was a hugger. Every you know, you talk about the tough guy and then the stoic guy and all that stuff. And, and he certainly he wasn't. I'm not taking anything away from what he was down for or his toughness or anything like that, but he was just a fun-loving dude. He was a, a smiler, he was a laugher, and he was a fucking hugger. And and I swear to God, the types of hugs you got from him and the amount of hugs you got went up with the amount of beverages that he had. So you'd see him, beverage one or none, get a hug, normal, normal dap and a hug. By about five or six, it's the arm around hug. <laughs> and, that, and I don't know, if you're there at bar time or late at night at the clubhouse, he's stepping, you know, he's stepping on your shoes, giving you a hug. And hey, this is not a short man. He's probably he's taller than, than a lot of people. And this big ass dude just stepping on your toes, looking down on you, trying to like get you in a hug. But it's probably just like wrapping around your neck as he like brings you in. And yeah, and you can just always tell like, oh man, he's past six. Hugging times are coming. But that's that's the energy that he brought to the room. He was that quick to smile guy. He was that joke guy. You know, I remember one of the last times I saw him last weekend, you know, at a clubhouse, him joke. I don't even remember what the fuck they were joking about, but him and my wife were joking about just the dumbest shit. <laughs> I thought it was just the dumbest fucking shit. And they were just having a grand old time and they were talking to some other people and they were laughing. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go over here now. I don't even know what the hell it's like a TV show or something. I don't even know what the hell y'all are talking about. And years ago, when I first started coming around, uh, I had just gotten out of the, well, I was out of the service for like a year, maybe less than that. And I was into running marathons. And if you know me now, and if you didn't know me back then, but you know me now, you look at me like, this fucking fat motherfucker ran marathons. But I did. And that's what I like to do. I like to ride motorcycles. And I liked, and I liked at the time, <laughs> to run marathons. And, you know, it's always the dumbest fucking ways that you get stuck with a nickname. But because of that, and because I didn't like, I should have learned to hide the fact <laughs> that I run marathons. Um, I got the road name, or the nickname, whatever you want to say, BD. And it'd be like, well, what does that stand for? Stan, my name's Dave. Stands for beautiful Dave because I was much thinner than I am now, and they just thought that you know the club just thought that was fucking hilarious. And I remember writing to this prominent member of another of of the bigger club that's that's he's in he's serving time in prison, and I remember writing him to to kind of introduce myself and and it's just kind of a respect thing. You you write the locked up people that kind of paved the way for you and, and things like that. And, and I did that. And I just how embarrassed I felt signing that at the bottom with this fucking name that I've been saddled with. But I was like, if I'm going to have this name, I'm going to fucking own it. Like, I'm going to make this name badass. Uh, but the first letter I got back from, from this very prominent member was like, what in the fuck is that road name? He's like, that's not, that's not going to fly. So he, he renamed me because when you're that prominent, you can do that. Uh, he gave me the road name Military Dave because I was in the service. And I was like, all right, well, that's not that much better, but I guess it's better. Maybe I can just shorten it to like, MD and I'll just tell motherfuckers I'm a doctor. Um, and so that's what it was for a long time. They used to just call me Military Dave. And I was like, you just call me Dave. Right? <laughs> You're going to get me made fun of over here. And one night, we're sitting around um, having some drinks, late at night, having some drinks. I think we just had dinner and stuff like that. And I don't know how the subject came up. Maybe I just like tired. I don't know. I looked like I was just kind of like 
off in La La Land or some shit like that. And and this dude's like, you know what? We're gonna rename you Murder Dave. You got to write back so and so and tell him that thanks for the name, but we're gonna rename you Murder Dave. And I was like, oh, I'm not fucking writing that letter. You write him and tell him. You know, it's like, do you know who that is? You don't change something he gave you. But we did it. It stuck. Murder Dave, it fucking stuck. And I don't use that one either. Just call me Dave. But he thought it was hilarious. Murder Dave. Thought it was fucking funny as shit. And so every time he saw my wife, she had to be Mrs. Murder. And I was like, it is so fucking cheesy. But he thought it was hilarious. He'd be laughing his ass off every time he did it. And, you know, at the time, I don't think you take the time to appreciate something that small. And I, like, what? Telling that story? You're not even going to be able to, I can't even tell you that story correctly. Like, it's not that, if you're listening still, it's not that fucking funny. You're not laughing at that. But take, you know, I hope you take away the fact that it's just those little things that sometimes other people just aren't going to get, like the evolution of a, of a nickname and how somebody thought it, you're like, God, that's embarrassing. But somebody else thought it was so fucking funny and the humor that they got out of it. And like, it wasn't a, a you know, don't take it like it wasn't a, a bully thing or like a, a belittle you thing. Like it was, it was, you were there, you're a part of the family. And then, you know, this is just kind of the funny shit that you guys do that maybe other people will never understand as an outsider looking in. But these are the stories that people are going to tell when you pass. And there's just countless other ones uh, that I, I can't share because I don't know what the statute of limitations are. And, you know, just other ones that people wouldn't even get and and i think you know i, I don't want to it's not about telling you the funniest story to make you laugh your ass off while you're listening to this this podcast it was just the fact of pointing out that just the silliest little things um are what you're going to miss the most and then what we remember and you know to summarize like i said like everybody's going to experience loss if you ride a motorcycle there is no there is no if there's only a when and if you, I'm sure we all are, but if you're not, you know, take the time to really enjoy the stories that, that you're forming now with people, with your brothers, with your family, because that's what you're going to remember when they're gone. And heaven forbid, that's what they're going to say about you on their shitty podcast, on their fucking little quick hitter podcast. It doesn't make any sense when they're trying to tell stories about you. That's that's what they're going to talk about. They're going to talk about the times that there was a stupid fucking nickname that nobody else but you two got. They're going to talk about the times that you were on this run. I don't know what we were, three hours from, from home or some shit like that. And and I was, I don't know if other, you know, like like your, your, your sponsor, your club dad, whatever terms you use and things like that, um, you know, that's kind of what he was at the time. And I was like, my wife got sick. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember this. I don't think it was serious. Obviously, it wasn't serious. But you know, she got sick, and I didn't know at the time. And he's like, "Dude, go home. You got a three-hour fucking ride. Don't wait any longer. Just turn around, go back, and, and handle your shit, and make sure everything's okay. And and if it's not serious, great. And 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 all this stuff. And you know, we can all say that that we're like that or that we think that we'll be like that, but we probably all know some fucking people that aren't like that. But go, oh, you, you got a cell phone. She can keep in contact with you. If it gets worse, whatever you're here to work or, or whatever the case may be, you know, not everybody would take the time to also be invested in your family. And we, I think most of us are good people and we probably want to, but, but really take stock of like, are you that person? 
are you that big brother or that sponsor or that club dad or just that friend that's taking the time to check in on people's families? You know, his his thought process and, and, and what he conveyed to me was the club's always going to be here. You got to take care of your family, too. And I think at that point, I don't know, I don't know if I had an idea of what it was like to, to go up to a bigger level. I'd come from a smaller support club, but you know, maybe I just had a miss, you know, I may, we all have misconceptions. Maybe mine was that when you try to step up to, to that level, things like small family problems or whatever, they don't matter anymore. And he kind of like showed me I was incorrect. I was thinking of, I was incorrect in the way I was thinking. And he kind of showed me that. And, and I, I can't say that everybody's like that. I've certainly ran into fucking dudes that, that are not like that. Uh, but he was, and, and I appreciated that because he didn't have like, you know, he wasn't a, a father. He wasn't a, um, you know, really a husband yet at that point or fiance or whatever, you know? So, so it was probably something maybe that, that he didn't understand completely, but he understand, he understood about needing to take care of the things in your life that matter to you in order to be a good brother. And that's what made him such a fucking badass brother. And I hope, and I think that's probably the best fucking place to leave this podcast. I feel like that's probably the best thing I've said the entire time and the thing that makes the most sense. And, you know, I hope that, that you guys will say the same things about the brothers that you lose. And I hope that there's people that'll say the same shit about us when we're gone. And we miss him and we're going to miss him for a long time. And we're going to raise money for his family this weekend and we're going to memorialize him at his funeral and his last ride. And we're going to all buy up the memorial patches and stickers and, and fucking, you know, speaking of stickers, one, one last story I'll leave with. There was a thing. God, I don't remember where I saw it, but we were in a bar. <laughs> I promise we're not alcoholics. It's just sometimes that's where you meet. Um, but we were joking about something. And like I said, the dude just loved to, what I remember was he just loved to, to laugh and have a good time. And we were joking about something and probably, I don't know, I probably said that I disappointed my wife in bed because I'm fast as fuck, boy. And it turned into this joke and, and you know, basically he was a, a fucking ace mechanic and his bike was fucking fast. And so he turned it into a sticker that said fast as fuck. And that became a thing. F-A-F, fast as fuck. And he had these, he loved it. He thought it was great. And he had these stickers made up and he gave them to people that were close to him and, and, you might see, you know, so some of some of us might have posted a hashtag of, of FAF or something like that in, in remembrance of him. Or, you know, you might they posted a picture of their bikes with their stickers that he gave them that says fast as fuck. My bike was not fast as fuck. My bike is still not fast as fuck. And he kept giving me shit. Why are you going to put that sticker on there? And I was like, ah, we were going to do some work to, to my bike this winter. And I said, after we do this, this work on this bike, you know, then I'll put it on it. Then it'll be ready. Then it'll be worthy of this sticker. Uh, yeah, every fucking time, every time without fail, where am I sticking it on that bike? Yeah, I'm in after this winter. Man, I'm so happy I didn't put that sticker on my bike because I don't know what I would do when it came time to finally get rid of that bike and that sticker. And I couldn't take that sticker with me. I because I know I'd fuck up trying to trying to scrape it off, trying to, to cleanly get it off with like a little some Windex and a little razor or something. I know I'd fuck that up. So the fact that I can keep that sticker now forever, you can have other ones made. 
But I have the original one that he made that he gave me to go on my bike when we finished my bike. And now I know that I won't ever have to get a replacement sticker. I'll always have that original because I'm not going to fucking put it on shit. That sticker is just going to stay with me as, as something that I remember. And if any of you talk to my wife, she'll tell you I'm still fast as fuck. But, but yeah, you know, that's the thing. That's the stories that I hope y'all are taking the time to create. That's the stories I hope people will tell about me. Those are the fucking stories I want to tell about you. Man, loss sucks, dude. It's hard. And you feel it. And you feel it for a while. And it's not about you. You know, I can't even imagine what his other brothers are going through. There was people that knew him for, you know, that that aren't that knew him for almost 30 years, you know? God, what are those folks going through? His fiance, what's she going through? You know, step parents, parents, what are they going through? Those are the fucking people that matter. I don't matter. We don't matter. Those people matter. Make it about them. But if social media, if the internet lives on forever, take the time to memorialize the people you fucking care about. Take more pictures. Post it. People think it's cheesier. Why is your phone on? You know, people give you shit about having your phone out. I get that. Make sure it's an appropriate fucking time to have your phone out. But if don't miss an opportunity to take a picture that you're going to want to look back on later. I'm somebody that's definitely guilty of taking a ton of pictures, but you know what? I'm so glad I have like, and, and I probably have some sort of like fear that I'm not going to take enough pictures because for like a long time in the beginning, I didn't take pictures. And now I think about things 10 years ago. And I'm like, fuck man, I wish I had a picture of that. So now I probably overdo it, but take the picture fucking, Man, I'm, you know, seeing my brother yesterday and, and just, man, we gave this hug. I don't have a stopwatch, but man, it was just, it was just that long embrace. Don't wait for a tragedy to give your brother that kind of hug. You know, the dap and the pound or the quick hug or whatever, when you, when you see somebody, yeah, that's good too once in a while, but give him that deep hug, bro. <laughs> give him that kiss on the cheek. There's not another, I don't think anyway, that there's another community where you can outwardly show that emotion and that affection and that love for another human being like we do. And on the same token, be ready to fucking throw down if you have to. Like, that's just, that's what the MC community does better than I think anything else out there. Um, and, And the way you show that love is definitely something that people that are coming up, the younger generation under us, that are going to learn from us, that that are maybe new to your club or looking at your club, that's something that they're paying attention to. So, I don't know, just keep that in mind. I My heart goes out to anybody that's fucking lost somebody, maybe that's currently dealing with loss. This shit sucks. And that black cloud, it'll get... And then, you know, it just doesn't, never goes away. You're always going to think of certain things with them. You know, I remember the last time that I left his shop. I so where I live in Wisconsin, I'm about two hours. I'm about an hour and a half, two hours from where his shop was. But I love going down there because I could like five minute jaunt, and I'm right next to Lake Michigan. And there's this road that you can take that just 
follow the lake. And it's just a cool ride. And if you had nothing else to do, there's nothing like getting some work done by your bro and then taking this ride up while, while he's unfortunately got to keep working. And you can take this ride up the lake. And, and I just remember that. And that's just a memory that I'm always going to have. And I remember that I wear a helmet with a Bluetooth. And I got this really cool phone call um, when I was riding. And for, I don't know, like 15 minutes of my ride up the lake, I just got to have this phone call and talk to another person about whatever was going on while I'm riding along Lake Michigan. And that's a memory that's always going to be associated with those people. And I'm so fucking thankful for that. And I know y'all had the same shit and, and I hope you cherish that shit and tell those fucking stories. And if this episode rambles and does nothing else, I hope it at least shows the good side that we have and the way that we honor the gone but not forgotten people that are part of our lives our clubs, our families, our brotherhoods. I fucking love y'all. I appreciate you giving me this platform. I got nothing else to say. I fucked this up about 20 times. There's actually, it says 4740 right now, but I spent like the first 20 minutes going, uh, so Ken's got some, Ken's got some editing to do. Um, but I appreciate it, y'all so much. Thank you for the time. Fucking tell your brother you love him.